I was afraid if I lost control that I would be hurt, I would be devastated, I would be disappointed, things would not go my way. Hello my loves and welcome to the Kindred Sage podcast. I'm your host Chelsea Brianna and I'm on a mission to energetically uplevel my life and teach you how to do the same. To raise your vibrations, re-examine your perception of self, and nourish the confidence to create an extraordinary experience here on earth. Are you ready to expand with me? Let's dive in. Hello my friends. It's great to be back. I'm sitting here cross-legged on my meditation cushion and just feeling really cozy and comfy on this Saturday afternoon. It is not raining, but it is thundering like crazy. And I haven't seen any flashes of lightning, but the forecast is telling us to expect it. So one of those early summer storms uh, that smells amazing in the mountains. And yeah, here I am trying to relax into, into life, into being human. And I think that's really what I want to talk about today because I feel like I haven't been able to relax recently and I really have put a lot of pressure on myself um, with just balancing a lot of things and maybe balance isn't the right word, juggling, juggling a lot of things um, that require a decent portion of my energy, if not all of it. And it has been honestly leaving me pretty frustrated because my soul wants to do this. <laughs> my soul wants to relax into into my wisdom, into my body, and be able to alchemize that into messages to share um, with you all. And I haven't been able to do that. And so... I've been thinking about it uh, this last week quite a bit because I'm I'm juggling a lot. I have, you know, I have a full-time job um, where I'm managing the marketing department for a huge organization. I have been onboarding a new employee and also onboarding a new uh, chief. So on either side of me, um, I'm trying to bring people up to speed uh, and doing a lot of training. And uh, if I haven't mentioned this before, that is what my career to date has been. It's been in marketing and brand strategy. And the baseline of marketing and brand strategy is uh, perfectionism. <laughs> um, which makes sense that I would lean that way because that was my upbringing. Um, even amidst a lot of chaos in my childhood, it was very important for my father and my stepmother to have to create, I guess, this sense of perfection, um, even though our, our life, our family life was very, very far from that. And so from a very young age, I learned through, um, through being in that family that no matter what was going on inside, the outside needed to look put together and quote-unquote perfect. And so as I, you know, stepped into this career 15 years ago, that seemed really natural for me. Um, I could create a facade of perfectionism. 
and I did this through visual arts um, and different marketing strategies, um, brand voice and tone, things like that. It was very easy for me to construct a certain image and to market services from that image, no matter what was going on in the companies. And there's been the full spectrum of that. I mean, I, I had been um, the director of brand strategy at a large e-commerce where internally everything was shit. <laughs> everything was awful. Um, lots and lots of internal sabotage and harassment and unnecessary toxic environment. Um, but my job was to make it look from the outside like a wonderful place to work, a fun place to work, and a growing, booming e-commerce business. And that's what I did. And not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm damn good at it. <laughs> and uh, that's that's what I've continued to do. And I'm very thankful that the, the current organization that I work for is not like that. It is, it is not a toxic environment. I do feel very supported. Um, I do feel it is pretty judgment-free. Um, and there isn't a lot that I'm trying to cover up by creating a facade. Um, but I just feel like that's an important place to start uh, this conversation because that's something that I, in the last hmm, five years or so, have really begun to unravel in my own life. And building inner confidence to step out into the world authentically and to be transparent with what's going on internally. And it's it's honestly an energetic battle um, that I've been facing. You know, I do have practices. I use EFT tapping as a way to manage that, that internal battle um, because my soul and my mind in certain areas, <laughs> my conscious mind, uh, really wants to be that. I really want to be transparent. I am... I, I, I want to embody the messages that I'm sharing. Um, and then the subconscious comes up with all of these excuses or these reasons why um, what I'm producing is not perfect, so it's not shareable. It's not worthy of being um, out in the world. Uh, it's not going to resonate if it's not perfect. Simple things like, um, I don't know if you'll hear it, but where I record this, um, where I record my podcast is up in my office, which is next to a pretty busy highway, um, mountain highway. There's, you know, decent amount of traffic right now, um, during the summer and it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> if I am being completely honest, which is the point of this, uh, this, the topic of this conversation, like full transparency, it annoys the crap out of me. So when I'm, you know, listening and um, listening to my recordings and I hear a shroom in the background, I, everything in my body tenses up. I just, the, to me, that production quality is really low. And this is kind of why I gave the background of my job um, and my, my career to date has been a lot of media production and perfection, like high quality, so that from the outside, it looks very refined. 
and I'm having trouble with that um, in my in my own business. And what I've been really working through in my own consciousness is that I have come to this realization that I do not want to build a business based on perfection. That is not what Kindred Sage is. And me being the founder um, and the CEO, the chief embodiment officer for Kindred Sage, I want to step into my imperfection. I want to step into the transparency. I want to step into being a real fucking human, like on this planet that has a lot of background noise, <laughs> has a lot of shit going on, um, and be able to say honestly that that's okay. We're always going to face that. And instead of worrying about that background noise and how that's going to be perceived as low quality or <laughs> high quality, um, how about I shift that perspective to the messaging and the embodiment of that messaging, which is, we are human, <laughs> we are human, and there's no such thing as perfect. And as I build this business, a big piece of it is learning how to feel safe in my nervous system with transparency, with putting my heart on my sleeve, with sharing these pieces of myself that have in the past seemed to me and still sometimes my subconscious says, um, aren't worthy because they aren't perfect. Right. And so that's a long winded way to say, um, that here I am, <laughs> here I am after a while of, you know, taking a pause and really trying to understand what those obstacles were that I was hitting because I was just extremely frustrated and I couldn't really like pinpoint why I was frustrated, why I would record a podcast episode, listen back to it and delete it immediately. Um, why I was fixating on, you know, the graphics and, and the look and the feel of everything. Um, but it really comes down to that. It comes down to this conflict of, of this lifestyle, I guess, this facade that I learned at a very young age and that I've used to my advantage to be really good at what I do as a brand strategist and, and marketing manager and creating um, an image, you know, for, for brands. But that's not what I want to do with Kindred Sage. I want to be what I am saying, you know, the wisdom that I am sharing. I want to fully be able to relax into that um, and really embody, <laughs> embody this movement of, of energetic alignment. And yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the intro to this, to this episode is me being, me being just wide open, honest, and, and frank about the struggles that I've been going through, um, you know, juggling a lot. So I have, you know, my full-time job and I have everything that's going on with that, but I'm also in the midst, I'm almost halfway through of, um, 
of a trauma-informed practitioner certification program. And it has been, it has been amazing. I'm learning so much. I absolutely love the teachers um, in this course. I'm loving listening to the other students and um, really being able to put more language around somatic healing and trauma that's withheld in the body um, and how that can how that can bubble up into <laughs> into our day-to-day -day life. <laughs> and I'm going to pause for a second because if you can hear in the background, that is our new puppy. There's another thing that I'm juggling um, is that we have a new puppy. He is about, I think he's about seven months old now, Reggie Bear, and he's so sweet. He's a... Um, He's a German Shepherd Malamute mix, and that Malamute, <laughs> it comes out in his voice. I mean, he has, he has no hesitation in speaking his truth. Um, oh, it sounds like maybe he calmed down a little bit, but uh, he's, <laughs> he is so vocal. He is so vocal, and honestly, I, I should look at him and take a hint <laughs> and learn from him that, you know, there, there should be nothing that holds you back from speaking your truth. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm, t I'm doing this course, got my full-time job, got a puppy. Um, and then Chris and I have a lot going on just in our, in our personal life. Um, we have quite a few things lined up for like vacationing this, this summer, um, vacationing slash, um, prospective location hunting for moving. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there, but we're going to be headed up north, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I haven't spent much time up in Idaho and Montana, and uh, that's where we're both being called, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if it feels right. I think that's that's the biggest thing that I uh, want to figure out, is does it feel right uh, for our souls? Does it feel like somewhere we want to to settle down? Um, we love our home in the mountain, our home in the mountains in California. Um, you know, if we could pick up our home and, and this community and just move out of California, we would. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be looking at, uh, some other homes in, in like Northern Montana. Um, and then also spending time with, with friends that moved up there a couple years ago, um, and, and their families and just connecting, connecting with our, with our soul tribe. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then I have another thing <laughs> coming down the pipe, um, actually before that trip, which is a really quick turnaround. Um, and I'll share more about this when, uh, when it happens, but I haven't really had a lot of, you know, connection with my biological family and there, there are so many reasons for that. Um, I think abandonment runs deep in that family. Uh, not, I think I know that abandonment runs deep. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of heart protection going on with that, um, with those who are conscious and I feel it too. Um, Basically, I had the opportunity to go to a a cousin's wedding 
down uh, in my hometown, San Diego, and so much shit came up with that. <laughs> so much stuff came up with that because, um, yeah, there's just a lot there. And I don't think this is the time to unpack that, but I will. I'll share it with you as that event comes and, and as I process that. But, you know, I was going back and forth just trying to understand why, why, why I wanted to go and why I didn't want to go. Cause I felt very, very torn, like extremely torn. One day I would be like, no, F that. And the next day I would be like, no, I think I got to go. Um, and this, this was going on for a little while. And, um, I finally decided I'm going to go. And that choice is coming out of me embodying who I am and not letting my ego be reactionary to um, conditional love from from family members. That's not that's not who I am, and that's not who um, I want to show up as in the world. And so, when I really step back and I think, how do I want to embody a loving force in the world and being um, a grounded individual who is not defined by her past and is not defined by the perspective um, of others or other stories or others' behavior toward me. Um, and so from from that place, I have decided to go. So we will see <laughs> what that looks like, how that feels. Um, and I'll, I'll bring you along with that journey because I think that's one a lot of us struggle with is um, feeling feeling either the obligation to do things because of quote-unquote family, you know, like blood relatives, um, feeling obligated to support or obligated to, um, to be part of, of their lives. Um, and then the other side of it though, like how do you balance being you and showing up as you and who your soul is? Um, and yeah, so I think that's a really important piece um, that's coming together. <laughs> Reggie is yipping in the background. Um, he's so sweet. <laughs> um, okay, so hi, I'm here. Uh, lots going on in my life and lots of alchemy happening between my subconscious and my conscious and lots of healing, you know, we're just really feeling into the frustrations and the, the inner conflicts that are coming up. And instead of just, um, abandoning things, <laughs> actually bringing them in close, hugging them, loving them and, and exploring them, like looking closer and understanding where they're coming from. And then deciding how I want to approach moving forward. And today is an example. I'm going to leave all of Reggie's uh, little yips in and uh, in the cars wishing by. And I'm just, <laughs> he heard that. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to be real. This is me. And uh, let's talk about today's topic. So... A couple of years ago, I was having this issue with my hands um, where I was waking up uh, with my hands like numb or tingling or cramping like into a fist. And 
it was happening like every day. Like, and it, it would happen in the middle of the night. I would wake up and just be like, oh my God, like I couldn't unravel my hand. Like my fingers and everything were just cramping into a fist. And finally, one day I was talking to someone and, you know, said, yeah, I don't know why this is happening, but every morning I'm just waking up with cramped hands. And his response was three words that completely changed my perspective on many levels. He said, open your hands. My mind at the moment was like, I'm trying (laughs) and they're not like, I can't open my hands because they're, they're like cramping and stuff. Like I literally the worst part would be like, if I couldn't, I felt like I could not stretch my hands open. Um, but I just said, okay, yeah. Okay. Let me think about it. And so I tried that. I, I went to sleep and as I was going to sleep, I started to notice that as I was going to sleep, I was, um, putting my hands in a fist. Like if I was, you know, tucking my hands up, like under my head or under my pillow, or even, you know, like even up on my chest that I was putting my hand in a, in a fist, like I was balling up my hands. So that was where I started. I started by trying to relax my hands and flatten them out and open them up as I was going to sleep. And it, that was kind of difficult actually, um, because my hands really wanted to close. Um, so what I would do was put one hand on top of the other and I would put them underneath my pillow and put my head on top of the pillow and just have them flat underneath the pillow. And within a couple days that really helped. (laughs) like the cramping was not happening and I wasn't waking up with them in fists. Like I actually was able to open them up. And so I started to think about this more and more. The hands are a very important area of the body, component of the body for energy. So in meditation, we talk about if you are, when you're meditating for your own energy, you put your hands down so that the palms of your hands are touching your body, either on your thighs or on your knees, that your contact, the the palms are on your body. And that's how you keep the energy within your body circuitry. Um, And then when you're meditating for outward energy when you're meditating for, um, others or, you know, peace or humanity, you turn your hands so that the back of your hand is on your thigh. You're exposing your palms so that the energy is coming out of your palm and out into the world. And then we also have mudras, which I use when I'm doing chakra meditation. And mudras are connecting different points on on your fingers or connecting your hands in different positions. And those are positions that connect certain consciousness circuitry within your meridians, within your body, within your energetic pulse. So as I started to think about this, I realized... Oh, there are many areas in my life 
where I am trying to control my energy. Now, when I am trying to control something, the body sensation that I would pinpoint is gripping. Gripping or tension. Like I am trying to hold on and trying to control. Especially in times where I feel like my energy is um, being pulled in a lot of directions or I feel out of control of things that are going on in my life. That's when the tension increases and I'm trying my best to hold on. And when I think back to when this was happening, I had a lot, I had a lot of that happening in my life. I felt very, very out of control. So it makes sense that I was trying to hold on to that energy. I was trying to contain that energy within myself and I was trying to control it by creating fists with my hands. So that energy was not going outside of me. I was having all of the energy pent up in my body and I was the one that was in control of it. And when I started to relax and to open my hands, that was a very interesting piece of the energetic puzzle because it made me uneasy. (laughs) It made me feel like I was out of control, even though the real out of controlness was so, so much tension, energetic tension building up in my body that my hands, my muscles were literally cramping. I was trying to grip so many circumstances in my life because I was afraid if I lost control that I would be hurt, I would be devastated, I would be disappointed, things would not go my way. And this is something I feel like many of us experience, um, especially women. I feel like we put it on ourselves to control life, to control the outcome of life. And one thing that I have learned is that uh, control doesn't exist. (laughs) You cannot control life. You cannot control the outcome of anything. What you can control is how you react to it. And you can either react to it with closed hands or you can open your hands and you can relax into that energy. And so this really started to affect the way I was thinking about multiple areas of my life, emotionally, physically, relationally, spiritually. Where am I closing my hands? Where am I trying so hard to control that I am cramping my energy? Like I am the reason my energy is feeling stuck and stagnant to the point where my fingers and my hands are tingling and I can't relax. And there were, yeah, there were multiple instances uh, where I, I came up across this. I came up against this in my life and decided to take a deep breath and open my hands. How can I relax? And a big part of that was cultivating self-trust. 
was knowing and trusting that if something was to arise, when, not if, (laughs) things always arise, but when things arise, whether it's how I want it to be or not, that I trust myself, I trust my mind, I trust my body, and I trust my soul to respond in integrity, to respond in alignment with who I want to be. And so for a moment, I'm going to go back to what I was just talking about with this trip going down to San Diego and going to, to a family wedding. And the reason that I finally decided (laughs) to open my hands and to book that flight and book that hotel room was because I got really, really honest with myself about what I was afraid of. And I am so thankful for, for Chris, my partner, because he is such a good sounding board for this. Um, and I explained to him and went deeper and deeper with this, that once I got past the ego, once I allowed the ego to dissolve, and I really looked at the fear that was coming up, the fear was being hurt. The fear was being shut out. The fear was me as my inner child feeling abandoned by my family again. And once I got to that very tender piece of the whole situation, I realized that I trust myself. I trust myself to navigate that situation if it arises. If something along those lines arises from this event, I trust myself to navigate that as an open heart as a loving soul, and with the amount of self-respect that I have created, you know, that I have built in my own life. So allowing myself to get very vulnerable about what felt out of my control was exactly how I was able to open my hands and open my heart, open my energy to being me, (laughs) to showing up as Chelsea. Chelsea is someone who shows up without condition and someone who doesn't hold a grudge, someone who is an open heart. And I think that's, that's why I decided like it was time to open my hands with this. That's what I wanted to share today is just a little bit of a a story about like the somatic part of it, you know, closing off your energy by, by closing your hands, that that can create a lot of stagnancy within your own body. It's very, very healthy for your body to be able to open your hands and allow your energy to flow. Um, but then emotionally, you know, how are you closing your hands emotionally? Where in your life could you, you know, release the grip and release the control and open your hands to allow things to flow because you trust yourself, because you know who you are, because you are courageous and want to step into that authenticity and embody, embody the love, embody 
who your soul is, what your frequency is, because you have a unique signature. There is no one else like you. And once you realize that and you stop trying to fit in, and you stop living from this idea of controlling the outside image and actually just being who you are on a soul level and in this personality, like allowing yourself to shed the ego and to show up as your unique self, life flows so beautifully when you can align your energy with that authenticity. So think about that. Where can you open your hands? Where can you trust yourself? Where can you embody your soul's frequency? Because that is your potency. That is how you begin to shift and expand your life and those around you. You're meant to show up as you. Let's stop trying to control the outside and create the facade of something perfect. Be you in all your wonderful messiness, your humanness. This is life on earth. This is life in these human vessels and with these human personalities. But we're here to get back to that core soul frequency. So here's your invitation. Open your hands. Big love to all of you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for having patience with Reggie's barks <laughs> and whines and, and the highway noises. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do more of this. This this feels good just to be able to speak this truth and and not worry, <laughs> worry about all the background noise. Because um, it's always going to be there. We are on this planet with a lot of background noise. And where your focus goes, energy flows. And so we can focus on that background noise and how irritating and frustrating it is. Or we can focus on our soul frequency. We can focus on showing up authentically and in our being. Because the world is going to be a much better place when we do that. Alright, have a great week you guys. I'll see you later.